Back in Football Friday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's presented by Maverick Sports, our partners in the podcast. The Maverick Sports app is a thing of beauty. Go check out Maverick Sports. The NFL season, we're in it. We're, you know, it's it's official. It, it's, it matters now. It counts. So if you're a line shopper, I suggest you go check those guys out. Um, early in the week, pregame, um, they're the best. They do a really good job. Their app is awesome. Uh, they're matching your initial deposit up to three hundred dollars. Uh, take advantage of that as well, and uh, just you know, let's win some money together, um, and let's do it on the Maverick Sports app. I have a co-host with me today. You know him. He's a friend of the show. He's got his own show. We'll let him um, talk about a little bit as well. He's a college football expert as well. He's Tony Comas. Tony, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks and, uh, for being here, buddy. Appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, always like when you have a chance to come in, jump on the radio with us. So uh, you've done a couple of these podcasts with us as well. I kind of like it because you're not like this natural Broncos fan and you're not a media member who feels like he has to say good things about the Broncos. There's a lot of different levels of... Just try to be objective. Yeah. yeah. Um, except for when it comes to UCF football. Yeah, well, yeah. And then and the emotions hardly, get involved. And then, then you're hardly It's all objective. completely subjective. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So looking forward to... Uh, doing this podcast with you. We got Nilo in here. I don't know if he's going to hang out for a little bit, but uh, he's I guess busy I have doing. to. Well, let's right? go. I don't know if you have I'm to. I'm going to be then. late to posting my football. Well, I got to because we'll our make this our, quick. But our computers, like, I can't just like hit record and run away anymore. Like, it's like we had that issue I earlier know. this week. Bree and I did recording. what would have been maybe the so. greatest podcast in podcasting history. And you're thinking that's a stretch, Danny. No, podcasting's young still. Big picture. Who's to say it wouldn't have been the greatest? Greatest podcast ever. It only recorded eight minutes of it, though, and then that's it. So I guess we'll never, never know. know. <laughs> I, I was gonna. Say, I was waiting for that to come through. Uh, you so should, you see Gersh's intro on your show today? Without I you? did. It did. It was he, funny. You guys are just yeah. It was it, funny. It, it, it's interesting funny. cats. It guys. is. It is. It's good, man. You know, Jeff's a different kind of dude. And together, we are you know wild flow, so. rhythm and flow. Yeah, that's right. So Tony, um, thanks for being with us. Appreciate you. What's your Thank Twitter you. handle, real quick? At alumni 99 Okay. Go ahead, follow me, and then mute me. <laughs> alumni 99 And maybe people are right on board with your uh, politics. Good morning, Snowflakes. Remember that guy? <laughs> so, yeah, man. Uh, no, you're a good dude. We appreciate you. I like your perspective. And I like to have you on the podcast because, for one, you're just like, again, like that. you're not that natural Broncos fan. I think you got a little bit of a different perspective than some other guys. So, um, okay. Let's. What do we got? Houston Texans Monday. Got the or Houston Sunday, Texans, sorry. and it's kind of been weird. We have not mentioned the Texans at all all week. It's still uh, uh, the conversation has been centered around the Seahawks, uh, which again um, hard to kind of let go here. Um, you know, there's only 17 of these games, and everyone really matters so much. To have let one slip away like that is heartbreak city, man. It's hard to get over, and we hope. We hope, and a lot of times the hustle sports works, this kind of stuff comes back to bite you in the end. Uh, we hope that this game wasn't going to be the 10th win. We hope maybe, you know, that's that's big. Uh, maybe we could live with it being the 10th win uh, if they can find their way to 10 wins and that not being the 11th win, you know what I mean, which could have, uh, again, the way the playoff pitcher shakes out, man. Hey, it's it's all about you, matchups. But. What did you think about, did you talk about this this week, guys? What did you think about Shelby Harris and his kind of response well, I loved on it. social media after? Dog, man. Yeah. I, like I loved it, it yeah. because he's emotional. He keeps it real. You're supposed to not say those kind of things. 
things. But he uh, played great football here, the best football of his career here. He has a family here. He has ties here. He was kind of one of the, you know, not super beloved, but the really, really liked one of these really, really liked guys by, uh, yeah, yeah, really, really ridiculously liked (laughs) guys by, uh, you know, Denver media, charisma, big playability. Um, Shelby Harris, he's a, he, he was real tough to get rid of. But again, he's a lineman in his 30s, in his 30s, and uh, he was emotional. He gave it, you know, straight to the Broncos uh, for trading him, and I dig that. You know, I dig that about him. Again, I, I still think the Seahawks are destined to win no more than, you know, six games, but I don't think they're a three-win team anymore. I think by the end of the season, if they're 7-11, um, and 11, I'm sorry, seven and ten. Seven. If they're seven and ten, you'll look back and be like, "Yeah, maybe there's not as bad as we thought. Maybe that loss wasn't as bad as we thought." Because I think there's worse teams in the NFL. That being the Texans this weekend. That's true. I mean, it, the matchup at quarterback, you've got David David Mills. Uh, the neck versus the uh, awkwardness is the what you've got. The neck versus the shrimp. That's yeah. you know a little bit, uh, uh, Mister. Uh, limited versus Mr. Unlimited, I guess you could kind of say. So, again, what happened with the Texans last week? O.J. Howard, of all guys, off the street, catches two touchdowns for them in a game where they come back to tie. Feels like a win for them, a loss for the Colts against the Colts team, who I, I realized it took me one week to realize they're, they may win that division, I guess, if the, if the Titans fold, but it's going to be with, like, nine wins. The Colts aren't the powerhouse that I thought they were going to be. So. Well, you can make the same argument for the Broncos then because you could say the Colts now, had the same week as the Denver Broncos did going in and playing against teams in a, 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 that were expected well, to be inferior in the bottom tier of the NFL. On the right? outside looking in, perhaps you could see that. Looking inside of what happened, the Broncos moved the ball to a tune of 500 yards offense, uh, 250 uh, uh, 350. It was just the final execution. They were moving the ball, and you could see. I mean, it was just the beginning of what's going to come. The productiveness of the offense wins. I'm not sure. Um, having to win games 30 to you know 27. I don't know what's to come. Other than I can tell the offense is um, a you know um, a offense that is. Once it's polished, going to be a top eight, seven scoring offense in the league. I think that's what the off the, the offense has a chance to kind of um, become. So that's the difference is the Colts. I don't believe that about the Colts. I think Jonathan Taylor Thomas is going to be a nice little player here. Um, have to, you know, go for 12 or 13 or 1400 yards. Jonathan but Taylor yeah, Thomas. but Matthew, um, you know, Matt, Matt Ryan, it, Matty Ice is, you know, the ice is melting, man. And he's not the same player as he kind of once was. That is the, I'd say the biggest difference between those guys, those teams. Yeah, and you look at it from what situation. From what he was able to do last week or what he wasn't able to do last week actually against um, this Texans defense where he passed. He did pass for 350-plus yards, Mm -hmm. but you're looking at the uh, yards per completion at seven yards uh, below that, actually. It took him like three quarters to get started. It was like you couldn't get the the lawnmower started is what I was saying today with Matt Ryan, and that's going to happen a lot of the games. And he's just, you know, I just don't think he's as much – Philip Rivers, as uh, they would have hoped that he has kind of left in him. I just Philip Rivers like country strong. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he'll be strong when he's sixty. Yeah. Um, you know, Matt Ryan, I don't think is the well, same kind of. I mean, same kind of guy. You saw what Sertan was able to do uh, with DK last week. Now you've got Brandon Cooks coming in, who's another one of the, the leagues. I would I would put him as an upper echelon receiver there. Um, 
when it comes to targets and and, and ability. He'd probably be. Um, he's probably. A, he's a really a really good receiver. two. He'd be your best third receiver in the league. He's probably around thirty or thirty five. Because if we go through thirty receivers, you know, I, I'm putting T. Higgins in front of him now. I'm, I'm I'm thinking of like number two receivers now that I'm kind of putting in front of him. I put Judy in front. We'll of take him, him out of the now. equation. Okay. So he's he's going to be out of he's the equation. He's a player. Now. Yeah, yeah. But again, if you get beat by O.J. Howard, a guy who's on the street, you know, and even if you think, oh, he's a good tight end, well, he's not good enough a tight end for a, a playoff contender to have picked him up. Um, it was. You know, the, the Texans who um, aren't planning on competing for anything, who, you know, kind of you lost against. So, um, you know, everything's about comps, and we got to kind of um, look at one thing to kind of make well, us feel a reason about another. But I just think the Texans. Danny, it's going to be an interesting matchup because what did you see um, Seattle come out and do early last week, last Monday, and really win on? And that was utilizing and leveraging the tight end, right? And what they were oh, able yeah. to do. So, you know, if you, you've got Cooks taken out of the equation, you got O.J. Howard. You've got uh, to look. Look at it like this, too. Gino, though, Gino Smith, 200 yards, almost perfect passing day in terms of completions and attempts. Uh, two touchdowns, no picks. Again, just for kind of like 196, 200. He, he played a perfect game for what he's capable of. Um, Davis Mills would have to do the same thing. Uh, and even if that's the case, they still might lose. So Davis Mills could play well in this game, throw a touchdown or two. I just don't see the Broncos. I think the Texans have it coming. Yeah. For... for for what the Broncos, um, you know, have inside of them ready to, you know, um, make right from the disaster that was last weekend to the Texans kind of coming back and winning a game that maybe they had no business coming back and winning when they were down. I, I bought the Texans live in-game at one point. I'm sorry, the Colts live in-game at one point at minus 18 and a half and felt good about it and quickly realized I gave my money away. But also that's what was happening inside of that game um, until – um, some heroics by the Texans at the end. But you can't pull those same kind of heroics against a really good team. And the Broncos aren't a great team, but I think they're a really good team. Already. They are. And, and it's, a week, it's a week for the Broncos. To, I know they have Nathaniel Hackett, but they need to yeah. They need to get their inner Denny Green. And yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a, they are who we thought they were week for them and, and taking that attitude yeah. into who the Houston Texans really are in the NFL. Cowboys fan over there, Anilo. Um so your thought, on, man. Well, I don't okay. want to talk about that. No, you don't have franchise. to. But I want you to now, on the outside looking Come in, um, do you think the Broncos get right and roll, or do you think that's, um, uh, you know, failing to really put it all together is a sign of things to come for a few more weeks? Well, I just recorded my Football Friday show, which is essentially all my thoughts for the betting slate this weekend. I always put some thoughts on the Broncos as well, and I have some buyers remorse from last week. I'm not going to lie. I mean. That line opened three and a half after they signed Russell Wilson. We saw public steam take it all the way up to six and a half. Yeah. I am I gotta see it a little bit first with the Broncos, and I'm not laying ten with them this week. That's the way I'll put it. I think I like them to win the game. I mean, they should win the game. It'll be all hella break loose if they somehow lose that game, but I'm not laying ten points with Denver. Yeah, if they lose the game, man, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna I think be tough I think te- well, I think the Texans are better than people think. I played their season over on the win total four and a half. I think David mm. Mills is better than people think. I think they're the least they're talented defense. team in the league. Hey, but also the least talented team in the league could, could win four games, two or five. games. I'm also on the Falcons this week, so I, I guess I and like who they have. Uh, the Rams. Tech, uh, really? What's the number? The Ooh, ten and a half. The I just like taking points early in the season. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, kind of where I a get, It's a get right week. That's what a lot of people think. Yeah. I mean, that's what the public wants you to think, too, though. You Actually, have. the public's big time on Atlanta this week. Which I don't know what the final me. number was, but you could have bet dogs all year last year and hit in the high 50% range, and you could have bet yeah. home dogs all year last year and, bet, and hit in the 60s, 60s which yeah. is considered a gigantic, huge success if you're a better. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
Uh, okay, a Total Beverage, part of this podcast, a partner in this podcast. Uh, two locations, man. Go check their website out. They're just different than like your regular liquor store that's just pushing liquor. Uh, they, they, the events they have, the weekly specials that like really matter. They know what their customers buy, so they know what to put on sale because they want to sell more product. Everyone's a winner. They're not trying to squeeze anybody. They're not like the big fancy spot that's going to make you pay for the big fancy spot. They want to uh, push product to you. And I'm a guy who drinks. I like the cut. I like the high noons. I'm drinking those cut waters right now. Um, I'll buy tequila and make some margaritas occasionally, and then I'll buy um, bottles of wine for gifts. I can do all of that stuff there and feel good about it and like i think i know what i'm doing and what i'm buying i've probably shopped around and compared um they do a great job totalbev.com you can even go get recipes like sometimes we're for one it's like uh, my, my wife and i like we don't fight about like stuff that people fight about we fight about dumb stuff like what's for dinner okay okay well, i'm gonna well, what do you want for dinner i'm on my way home i don't know okay well again i'll stop i'm paying i'll get out i'll wait i'll come serve it at home once you get there just fucking tell me what you want. <laughs> and we won't fight about it, okay? So same thing as applies to, like, the liquor order. I'll be like, hey, I'm at Total Bev. Uh, what do you want? What should I grab? She's like, I don't know. So I, I guess that kind of means I grab a little bit of everything. But I uh, love Total Bev. TotalBev.com. Go check those guys out. Okay. So I asked the guys this on the radio show today. If the Broncos lose this game, how does that happen? Let me ask you first, Tony. If the Broncos lose this game, what happened? Uh, what happened is you might see a little bit of exposure in the secondary with uh, Caden Stern stepping in for Justin Simmons. Okay. Uh, maybe there's some route, different route trees that are seen, um, things like that. And he's a, he's a very, he's very similar. He's, to Justin, I think, in the way that he plays. he's and Neither of those guys are Kareem Jackson, what I mean, coming up and stepping up yeah. to the line and, and making those hits. But the biggest impact, I think, is going to be from a guy who had a big week last week for for the Texans, and that was D. Lyman Jerry Hughes. Uh, yeah. This is an NFL, former yeah, a former Buffalo Bills guy yep. who's been in the league for some time. He had two sacks last week, an interception, a forced fumble. Interesting. Um, and I guess you if there's at, one guy who could kind of wreck your offense a little bit at one position, it's that. It's not a safety who you're going to miss. Yeah. It's a wrecking ball like uh, – um, he, like Hughes, who is a freak. Well, and you've got uh, you've got uh, some injuries on the offensive line now for, okay. for the Broncos. Uh, I think what uh, Ewers is out, right? And are somebody total beverage. Total, yeah, let's all do it. <laughs> you uh, are you little, okay there, buddy? You hitting your so, water pipe over there, or what's going on? Wow, he is dying. Folks. Somebody get, I think I've got a water. Yeah, you need some water. I gotta I'll go get, get a water. Some water. Yeah, go get a water. Should I edit this out or should we just keep it for the authentic fans? Tell me your prediction for the game. If they lose the game, what happens? Yeah, well, so I think the disruption up front, Anilo, that's kind of where it starts. And that's where everything starts. Right now, I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to do my baby. best. I'm going to do my best to keep that flow of the Broncos Blitz podcast yes. going. Um, disruption up front. Uh, yeah. you, you've got uh, some changes now on the offensive line for the Broncos after mm -hmm. the injuries last week. Um, and now you've got so, – so what's that going to mean? What's that going to mean for Russ? What's that going to mean for the run game? Yeah. What's that going to mean for uh, – the? you know, does the run game all of a sudden turn into more of a short passing game, uh, you know, turnovers. Well, and I thought what was interesting in that week one matchup against Seattle is you really didn't see the Broncos integrate their wide receivers right away, right? I mean, there was some tight end action, a lot of running to both the running backs as well. Who was it? Was that Andrew Beck? Yeah, I'd never even heard of the guy. I mean, I knew he was on the roster, Fantastic. but I was like, I was like, who, who, like what? Not Albert O, whatever it might be. So I, I do think, you know, we know the injury to Quinn Miners as well this week. We talk about Justin Simmons' different side of the ball, but I'm just excited to see 
Maybe not excited. Thank you for word, saying but. that, Anilo. Not to stop your train of thought, because I kept wanting to say Quinn Ewers, because I'm a college yeah, football I guy. Imagine. So hey. I was like, I'm not 100. percent Not going to say it. Not going to say yeah, it. And Texas would have <laughs> won that game if he didn't get hurt. They would have won that game too. Yeah, oh, I totally that was, agree. That was a fun one. But um, so yeah, no, I, I no minors. With the Broncos, you know, I'm curious because they were a different team in the second half against Seattle than they were in the first half. Right, the first half really looked like a team that was really, really sloppy. Hadn't played their starters in a preseason. Was dealing with a new coaching staff and a new offensive system. So that's where we were talking about where I had some buyer's remorse from a betting perspective last week. I'm curious to see what their execution looks like because there's no question the level of talent this team has on offense. It's a matter for me of getting acclimated and start to executing the way that you want to. Now, I told you guys that I think that Houston's maybe a little bit better than people think. I think losing some of this offensive line where it was kind of a question mark entering the year, obviously not a good thing for the Broncos, but you've got to rely on Russell Wilson and his ability to lead the team on offense. So I think not having some of these guys is obviously not a great thing, but the Broncos just still be good enough to get the win here. I think you nailed it. I think the biggest that's going to be the biggest difference is the fact that there was no preseason from a from an important rep count, a game rep count for this Broncos offense. I tweeted the same thing after the game. I said, you know what? The Broncos lost, but this is a good loss for them because now they actually have their preseason under the belt and yeah. they have those reps under the belt and now there's no excuses moving forward. It took them a half. It took other teams three games in the preseason, but it took them a half to get their shit together. Yeah. And you saw that in the second half on the defense defensive side of the football as well, where the zero points were given up. You know, what do you predict for this week against a Houston team? I'm on the same boat as you, like, early on in the season. I thought I, – I, I didn't think or buy in that Houston was going to be as bad as everybody thought yeah. they were going to be. I, I, I feel like this is a good team on the defensive side of the football um, that can keep and stay – and keep, keep them close, stay in games. And at the same time, offensively, they're not going to beat you 35 – to 17 or, or some outscore you really by that much. This is a team that's going to keep it close. This is Lovey Smith football. He's playing Big Ten football in the NFL. Yes, exactly. It's Division One football. Like Dan Hawkins said, sorry, guys. I couldn't. Yeah, you, are, you, you, you take a deep breath. <sighs> and I, home, home. I can't bounce back. I felt like it was a good chance for both of us, Anilo, to I say, know. are you choking and do the international I don't want to freak anybody out and be like, I'm sick. Or I'm what like, happened, oh, kind of sick or you got COVID. No. So, you choke on your own uh, spit there? No, no. For like uh, um, last week. The kids came home with like a little, everyone had like a little cold thing and my kids got over it quick. And I was like, for one night I was runny nose and hot. Couldn't sleep good. That was a week ago. But ever since I've had a little, look at the windpipe here, dude. I've had a little, um, so I went yesterday tickle to the urgent. Oh, Uh -oh. and I have a respiratory infection. A respiratory infection. So you got some antibiotics and an inhaler, which is in the car. So yeah, I've never had inhaler because I, um, I'm not a dorky white kid. Hey, I got asthma. You saying I'm a dorky white kid because I got an inhaler? No, I bring you're that thing with me Italian, everywhere. so you're off. You know, you you you. I need that inhaler. You're not dorky. You're dorko. 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 But um, yeah, that's it. Sorry, I couldn't bounce back. I don't know how I made it through the whole week of shows. The radio show actually. Yeah, it's, it's gotta be tough. Man. I had no idea until this, this was very the culmination. Moment. Well, I mean, like Danny Bailey was like had COVID, so I don't want to be like he has COVID. No, I don't have COVID. Well, you're but, outing him now. Yeah, sorry. Oops. Um. Okay. We broke it down. I, I heard you guys over yeah. there while yeah, I was go coughing Broncos. historically. Um, you're right. It took a half of the Broncos to look like a football team. Yeah. You can see the difference that Russell Wilson has made instantly. He's going to be great. They're going to be a good team. How good and how successful? We'll see. Totally, like, up. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, okay? Because it's the journey. And it's not going to happen overnight like we want it to. 
but it'll feel good once we get to that certain point. At the end of the season, are they going to have 12 wins? Are they going to have 11? Are they going to have 10? Are they going to have 9? It's up for debate, but we're not debating if they're going to have 6 or 7 or 8. What did Maverick have on preseason? Uh, nine win total. 10? It, everyone had a pretty much flat 9.5 for a moment in time there, and we saw public steam take it up to 10.5, which, which I don't agree with at all. No, they're not an I, eleven I think, win team. Yeah, I, I mean, not in that division. Well, was, again, yeah, especially they, they, after week one now no, too. For sure, they would have had to hit all green lights this yes. season if that makes sense. You know what yeah. I mean? And that didn't happen. Um, at least it didn't happen this last week. They have to go now steal one where I in a game I didn't think that they were going to win. I think that's the Forty ers You go beat the Forty ers Okay, last thing, and um, and we'll wrap it. The Justin Simmons injury, it won't hurt you this week. Because the Texans aren't talented enough to get into that next level of defense. Justin Simmons is the last line of point. defense. And that'll come into play against Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, their running backs, and their and, and, and Trey Lance himself. So it'll you'll miss Justin Simmons next weekend. You can live without him this week. That's my thought. He is a great player. He's a captain, and Gers is trying to make more of it. And uh, I think Caden Stearns could come in for a week or two and be a player. But against a really good team, they're going to find a way to expose, you know, Caden Stearns a little bit, who I like Yeah, uh, uh, quite a bit. Yeah, I agree. I he's think done nothing but lived up to his um, uh, the billing in just a handful of opportunities that he's ever really got. So, yeah. I feel like last week was was kind of the same anomaly uh, without the weather aspect that you saw um, in Chicago with San Francisco. What do you mean? Uh, when I talk about the Broncos, like they're a good team. Uh, they are on paper. It, it was raining with emotion. And yes. That's what, yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Uh, Very well said. Truly, because like it wasn't real football what the 49ers and the Bears did. The Bears just survived a schoolyard, uh, longest yard, you know, uh, um, mud bowl. Um the emotion was so thick, and you know it, it was it, it, it engulfed the game itself, um, the uh, the play calling itself, the, obviously um, by both sides, and um, I think it kept the, the game close, and it didn't allow these teams to really show their best. Really, maybe cl- the Seahawks. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe that maybe was the, the Seahawks. Seahawks' best, but definitely not the Broncos' best. You, uh, real quick, I, and we got to wrap things Final up here. Thoughts, bit, but I, I was curious. I came into this season with the same, I think, kind of hesitancy, um, but at the same time, uh, some excitement around number ten, around Jerry Judy, and what, what you know, who is the real Jerry Judy? And you saw a little bit of both last week, still with, Dude, I with it was the drop last week. But you saw him running with some great route running. You saw him with the touchdown. You, you saw him with some. You separation, can have a drop or two speed. once you go for a hundred, though, and you're getting lots of targets and looks. It Exactly. Okay, and you're going to have a reputation Judy out there. when you're Judy and you have that There's a reason why T.O.'s looked at like T.O. and Chris Carter's looked at as Chris Carter. Chris Carter never dropped never a dropped fucking it. pass. T.O. would drop yeah. a lot of passes. Yeah, but T.O. would still deliver in the end with two touchdowns and, you know, eight catches for a, a buck 20. You'd have those kind of games very often. So Where does Des Bryant fit there? Um, we were talking about oh, that. Oh, my guy, Des Bryant. There was a time in, uh, where it was Des Bryant and Demarius were looked at as the best receivers in the league. And Here then Julio kind of took that away from mm-hmm. them. And, um, you know, who did they maybe take it away from? Maybe Megatron? I'd have yeah, to, yeah, Megatron was definitely the guy. And then Antonio Brown somewhere took it away maybe from um, Julio Jones for a minute. Or they might have shared it. But Yeah. All right, that's been the Broncos yeah. Podcast. Tony, thanks. Sorry, guys. I couldn't Thank even you guys. make it through it. Uh, Anilo, thanks. Appreciate it. You do a lot of, of hard work. Where can we find the radio show? 
Your show or my show? Or yours, all of them. Yours. 98. <laughs> one FM, 107.5 HG3. Tony, you're going to be on the airwaves here in a minute as well. Yeah, uh, sorry, check Tony. Us out Appreciate there. you, bro. You could also stream it all live, milehighsports.com. And most of our shows, as long as the hosts are in studio, will also stream on the Mile High Sports Twitter, at Mile High Sports. So let's get after it. All right. Um, go Broncos. Uh, appreciate you guys. Check out the podcast. You found it somewhere, but there's a lot of places to find it also that may be more convenient for you. Um, 10 to noon, radio show every single day at Mile High Sports. Me and Jeff Gersh. Um, we appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Shout out Mav Sports. Shout out Total Beverage. Good night, Sheila. Good night, Sheila. Good night.